welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. We are at episode number 28, coming to you live from the Pro Football Radio Amphitheater in Shelton, Connecticut. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire. I love how it's like all grand, and then the Puma is just like... Well, you're being a bitch, that's why. Oh, okay. Okay, Jay. Wise ass. How are you, brother man? Oh, you know, it's Tuesday. Yeah? One day closer to Friday. Did you kill anybody at work today? No, no, didn't, didn't, didn't you know, go to jail or think about going to jail or, you know, nothing like that. You know, did all, did all right with fantasy, so I was like in, a, in an okay mood. I did, I won, I came back from the dead against, uh, you know, McMahon Fire, a.k.a. front of the podcast, uh, Hercules24, also known as Freddy. Came back from the dead. Uh, thank God for DeAndre Hawkins. The Office League, I was still in it. Until, like, Emmanuel Sanders got a touchdown. But mm. I was in a good mood. All right. That's all right. That's good. That's good. Um, before we start, I got to go ahead and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a cold one. Oh, yeah. It's been a long day at work. Cold. Bullshit meetings. Losing money left and right. <laughs> Nothing better than coming home and drinking a Coke Cherry. Cherry Coke Zero. Don't bust drink. <sighs> cherry Coke Zero. So good. Refreshing. Coke and a smile. What you got over there, bro? Oh, you know, just drinking drinking the local, I don't even know what the hell this is. It's a uh, fucking Nectar of the Goats. It's a little little beer from, uh, what the hell is this? Thomas Hooker Brewing Company up in Bloomin- Bloomfield, Connecticut. I'm the worst when I go to the liquor store. I'll just, like, look for the cool beer can and just, like, grab it. Be like, oh, oh, my God, you're one of those guys? Nectar of the Goats. You but go with like, the color and the cool schemes? But, like, it's... Come on, Brandon. We all know beer's about substance, man. Says the one that <laughs> it took 15 minutes to take three sips. Hmm? It's about It's about the grains and the hops, all right? Really? <laughs> 15 minutes for three sips. Just going to leave that there. Leave you know what? There. You know what I haven't asked you in a while? What? How your mental state is and if you've cried lately. <laughs> I'm I'm good, Jay. I'm good. I'm just at the, like the acceptance stage of everything. Yeah, it's fine. Well, falls in the air, man. Uh, the idea I woke up is 52 degrees. Leaves are turning. Football's back. I've had three pumpkin spice lattes in five days. I can't talk to you. It is like it is too it is too early for anything pumpkin. Like I don't want to see pumpkin anything until like at least at least end of September. Yeah. End of September. Like, in the office, someone brought in, like, pumpkin spice, like, K-Cups. And that was, like, the only thing that was left. I'm like, nope, I guess I'm not drinking coffee today. Yeah. Like, that's that's not me. So, the pumpkin spice latte came out from Starbucks um, midweek last week, I believe. Yeah, sure. And I've already taken three down, right? You're such a basic <laughs> white girl. And I realized. You're poncho body. Right? Exactly, right? <laughs> I realized that uh, I wasn't sleeping well. Oh, and, from all the caffeine? Well, you know, it was it was all the regular milk in in the pumpkin spice latte. Uh, anytime I drink regular dairy or regular milk, I get all, like, clogged up in my nose. I can't sleep. It's just a fucking nightmare, you know what I'm saying? So I got uh, <laughs> I finally figured it out that while I enjoy the pumpkin spice latte, it's coming at the detriment of my sleep and my REM cycles, you know? What's one to do, Brandon? Enjoy the pumpkin goodness of the spice latte or... Go to sleep. Or just drink coffee, black. Now, the problem like is... Soy milk or almond milk. No, that's the thing, though. If you put soy or almond milk into the pumpkin spice latte, it completely changes the, the palate of the... Such a shame. <laughs> I'm so upset that the palate... The it changes, it changes the drink. No, the soy, the coconut... Latte. Soy, soy, coconut, and almond milk change the actual taste of a drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because most of your drinks are made or are engineered at Starbucks headquarters... To be no, Jay. I don't know because I'm a man and I drink my coffee. Black. What are you trying to say, bro? That you're a pansy. That's exactly what I'm saying, Jay. Kind of fucked up, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Dude. we're ooing and eyeing over pumpkin spice lattes. And what, what's today's date? September 10th. September 10th. We're talking about pumpkin spice. But you're you're being very um, bullyish right now. And it's 2019. 
There's what, a, are you going to go stand in the corner, rock back and forth, and say, this is my safe zone, leave me alone? I'm going to fudge out. Is that what you're going to do? I'll clear out a spot right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but besides that, man, week one of the NFL season has come and gone. Right. Hang on, real quick. Yes. I got to ask. Yes. Did you write to the prison pen pal? I do not. I think I'm going to give up on that endeavor, Puma. I think uh, there's just too much work involved. Yeah. Um, same with the P.O. Box. You know, I don't want the P.O. Box connected to me. Like, my biggest fear, though, is I don't want somewhere along the lines a database saying that Jay Chima has been writing to an inmate. You know, like, it's going to come up on my it's gonna come up on my fucking background check. Like, imagine sitting for a job interview somewhere down the line. I mean, it might come up on your background check. Oh, oh, send your oh. Pot. yeah, exactly, right? So, like, you never know. I mean, I mean, unless you plan on sending weed, I think you're okay. Listen, people do crazy things for love, right? So you're saying you love a prison inmate? Uh, dude, is if, this like Orange is the New Black? If if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm not going to like, you know. Oh, my God. I'm not give Billy Joe a chance here, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Billy Joe's going to give you a chance to see if you can fit in a fucking trunk. <laughs> dude, uh, what's the latest on 90 Day Fiance? I haven't watched it. Yeah. I think, honestly, after like recording, I mean, granted, you know, for those of you that don't see the fucking process of setting this up, it took us like 30 fucking takes to get the microphones kind oh, of Oh, I was ready to kill myself. So There's a good chance this already is going to be crap. No, no shit. And so, if it like, is, I don't have the energy to go through a second one today. I'm just apologizing <laughs> in advance that if the audio is like Jay sounds, he's on top of the microphone and I sound like I'm in a fucking valley. We did fucking 30 takes. This is as good as it's going to get on a Tuesday night at 8.30, and I haven't eaten yet. So <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, What's I have zero fucks to give about what you have to say about the audio. Yeah. Fuck you, people. But I love the fans. Listen, the fans. before we get to we're going to get to football eventually. What's for dinner, bro? What's for dinner? Yeah. Well, I thought, like, I took the chicken thighs out of the freezer in time yesterday for it to, like, defrost. Yeah. Apparently not, and it was still a fucking block of ice. Mm-hmm. So we're going to the bullpen, and we're having fucking pizza. Oh, which I like I'm it. So upset. Is it Planet uh, Pizza? Yeah, Chicken Bacon Ranch. Shelton. I don't know if it's. I, I feel like it's Chicken Bacon Ranch because mm. if it's anything else, there gets like the heartburn, and mm. then I feel bad. Yeah. So I feel you. I feel you. It's not like it's bad. I'm yeah. just more like a bacon guy. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, dude, speaking of food, um, the Popeyes chicken sandwich that took over the world. Did you finally have I one? I still haven't had one yet, man. I haven't had one. I don't know. Dude, they're, they're, it's, like, they're, it's, a, it's a fucking chicken sandwich. I know, but apparently it's like the God's gift to fucking chicken sandwiches, man. Like, it's it's some fucking unreal shit. So, like, we got to try it out, right? It's not like it's gourmet. It's Popeye's. Yeah, but... They probably haven't even changed the oil in that fryer for, like, three But years. that's what makes it good. All that fucking, like... Yeah, then when they're like, oh, but I have I have a child, like, you know, they'll have a chicken sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, maybe they're binge eating. They mm-hmm. had, like, a, you know, a breakup. They're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just have, like... Three Popeyes chicken sandwiches. They're going out like hotcakes, and they woof these th- these things down. They knock someone up, and then like you know, hey, nine months later, you find a kid that has like nineteen toes because the fucking fryer oil wasn't changed, all because of Popeyes chicken. Look at that. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I did not follow that. That's I just fine. I didn't understand sense. how you it made a transition. I, you made transition from Popeyes to getting you people know, pregnant. Yeah, you know, like the the oil hasn't been changed. And you're like, oh. That's what makes it great. And then it's like, oh, well, there's a lot of things that make things great. And then you find out they fucking kill you, like asbestos. It's great for a fucking, you know, insulating a house. So wait, a kid kills you? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just saying down the road, <laughs> you see commercials like in between Maury episodes where it's like Sokolov, yeah. Law Firm, yeah. being like, yeah, if you live in a house with asbestos, we can sue for your fucking right to claim stuff. Yeah. Call one eight hundred. Better call Saul. Reform or some fucking bullshit. Yeah. Dude, growing up, Marty used to be one of my favorite shows, man. I used Word. to love watching it. Coming home after school, turning it on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watching some people freak the fuck out. Fucking awesome, man. Good times. If if life ever got that bad for me, that I ended up on Maury. I mean, you can watch it for free. They recorded stand. Oh, what if I ended up on Maury? What if I wrote to the inmate? What if <laughs> things happen down the line? All right. Let's let's lay this out. <laughs> Let's lay this out. How you end up on Maury. You write to Billy Joe, yes. the inmate in Florida, that yes. you know, stuffed the body in the trunk. Billy Joe gets out early for good time. No, 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 no. Conjugal visits. No, 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 no. no. You got to hear me out. Because, <laughs> one, like, you're really going to drive down to fucking Florida for a conjugal visit? We Do both it. know that's a lie. 
So empty leg, empty leg down in Florida. Yeah, yeah empty legs and wide legs. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you write this letter. She gets out. You know, she gets out early. Good behavior, kind of deal. And then you guys are like, oh my god, it's like love at first sight, like pen pals. Oh my god, and everything's like fine, hunky dory. But like on the side, she's like, I kind of got this thing for this, in, you know, this inmate I, I shared a cell with. You know, is on it, the inside. Is it a female chick as well? I mean, it's not like you have co-ed jails. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm down for that. I mean, I, I'm open to share the love, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. And then... <laughs> and then what is going on right now? Like, How do people even listen to like, us? <laughs> oh, my God. I have feelings for this other person. I'm sorry. Like, listen, bitch. We're going to fucking Maury, and we're going to solve the world's problems here. That's how you end up on Maury. I'm, I, I don't know what's going on, people. I, this is no what idea. happens when you have 30 takes. I haven't eaten anything. I know. Like, I know. I'm a little tired. I'm delirious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that we have fans and listeners, it's mind-boggling to no me. No shit. It's but fine. I will tell you what, Puma. This is going to be one of our best shows ever, okay? Oh, I'm stoked. Let's start with this. You, my friend, were correct. I hate to say it because I hate when you're right. But you were spot on right because the douche known as Antonio Brown has signed with the New England Patriots. Yep. We recorded and ended about five minutes before that fucking news broke. Yep, yep. And to give you guys a, give, give you guys a quick little rundown of the podcast, what's going to happen is I'm going to go through three storylines that came about this last week in week one of the NFL season. And then Brandon's going to have his three storylines of the past week. And once we discuss that, we'll move on to the game picks for week two. So, starting off. Storyline number one, the Patriots. Antonio Brown has signed with the Patriots, and you called it spot on. Yep. Now, when you found, when I found out what happened, <laughs> and you found out what happened, <laughs> want to tell the people what you did. <laughs> so, we just finished recording our emergency podcast, uh, episode 27. If you're that bored and have a long drive, you can check it out and see what the theories were. Uh, we're editing. We're about to upload it. And Jay gets a notification on uh, his smartwatch. And he just looks. And he looks down. And then he says, I can't believe it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, I can't believe it. So then I go over to my I phone. I put my head down. His head is down the whole time. He's acting like somebody just died. And I go to my phone. And then I see the notification from Twitter, from Adam Schefter, Dean Rappaport, and all those other people. Bleacher Report was running with the two. And I saw breaking... Antonio Brown signs one-year contract with the New England Patriots. People, I yelled so loud, I fucking told you! <laughs> I fucking told I'm running out of the house. I open the door. I start yelling in my neighborhood. I'm running back and forth in the house, high-stepping like Deion Sanders. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Could not believe it. So, I should be more happier that Antonio Brown, one of the top in your estimate, three receivers in the league, mm-hmm. just signed with the Patriots. But after watching Sunday night and watching how the Patriots completely dismantled the Steelers, 33-3, I don't think we need him. I truly don't think we need him, right? I'm sure Antonio Brown, along with Edelman, fucking Nikhil Harry, Philip Dorsett, um, who am I missing? Josh Gordon, gives Brady the best trio of receivers he's ever had. Um, but I don't think he. Need, I don't think we need him, man. Like I, we we ran absolute rough shot over the Steelers. And truthfully, to be honest with you, Brandon, that's the first time in a long time that I've seen a regular season game by the Patriots that was that complete and that dominant. Mm. Not from the not from the actual offensive side, but from the defensive side as well. That's the most scary part. That defense looked amazing. There's depth all the way back from the uh, from the defensive line to the fucking cornerbacks. Everywhere along the line, there's just stars. You know what I'm saying? And that's the scary part about this team. And my biggest fear is we looked so un- unstoppable, but what if AB was the one person that stopped us? What if he got into the locker room and he stopped all this shit? You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's my biggest fear. I mean, you can look back at, like, Randy Moss. I mean, when he had that, I guess, you know, this this is a while back, knocking the cobwebs off. Like, he started having a shouting match in a locker room during halftime, I think it was during a Dolphins game. And it wasn't that long later that he got shipped to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So and then Albert Hainsworth, yeah, that cup of coffee, that experiment worked. Uh, Ocho Cinco worked for 15 catches. I mean, if, if you think you're bigger than the team, you know, 
Bill Belichick is going to ship you out of town right quick if you're not going to fit. Like, and he needs to understand, and he probably understands after watching on Sunday that you know the team doesn't need him. If yeah. Josh Gordon, they they won without Josh Gordon last year, mm-hmm. but if he can just keep his shit together. You know, I hope he does. I, th- I think he's always been he's been a great talent. He just needs to keep his stuff together on the field and off the field. Uh, and then you have Dorsett, former first round pick. Nikhil Harry is probably going to be back by week eight. And Julian Edelman and f- you know five running backs. No, they don't really need Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he understands that you need to buy into the air quote Patriot way. Yeah. The better off you're going to be, which is I think he's going to because he knew what he was doing. Now, Brandon, I, I I'm one person that I know I ha- I kind of get carried away sometimes, right? But during last uh, football season, I think I told you many times, I just don't see this Patriots team winning. I didn't start believing until after the Chargers game, right? That's when I started believing. But I will tell you what, Brandon, this team rem- reminds me of that 07 team, and I'm not saying we're going undefeated. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. I think this could be a 15-1 and 14-2 team. Like, how things are looking so far, and if A.B. steps into his role and plays his part and doesn't come with the bullshit, yo, this team, the fucking NFL should be terrified right now of the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to go 13-3. they got a rough stretch. I mean, they have cake mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and then they have, like, I'm trying to remember who's before the bye week. But, like, there's a stretch where it's Philadelphia. No, it's Cleveland, Philly, Dallas, um, Baltimore's in there. Like, there's a stretch of five games where they could really have, a, in theory, on paper, they could have their hands full going against these teams. Yeah. So, so we got Finns, uh, Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants, Jets, Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. I mean, I know winnable. I have the Patriots' favor in all those games. I truly do, man. Who do you? Have? I mean. What do you think we're gonna fucking lose to the what is this? The Ravens? Absolutely not. Yeah, Lamar Jackson would one good fucking game. Let's not get carried away, all right? Like, yeah, well then, then let's not get carried away about the Steelers dismantling because they've historically been a slow team from the start. So that's a that's a double edged sword too. I mean, Baltimore showed up. They you can say what you want, yeah, it's the Dolphins, it's you know, it's the equivalent of playing Appalachian State. But the fact of the matter is is Lamar Jackson's been dog. And this is going to get in my, you know, my one story. I'm going to jump ahead real quick. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson has always been knocked. You know, he's not a passer. He's a gadget player. He might as well be a wide receiver, according to former general manager Bill Polian. And then he comes out and on, I believe, on like almost 30, 30 pass attempts. Uh, he was 17 for 20 for 324 yards and five touchdowns. And none of these, you know, balls that he was throwing, they weren't like little dying. No, quits. they look good. They were they look lasers. Good. They were frozen ropes hitting the people in stride. And seven of those passes went for more than 20 yards. Uh, you know, one of these touchdown passes, like four, seven of those. Uh, Touchdown passes went for 33 yards, 47, and the highest one was 83. This guy wasn't just dying, quailing it, and dinking and dunking it. He was airing the ball out. And, and I, no doubt, yes, he looked absolutely amazing. I won't fucking lie, man. But then again, let's let's be realistic here as well. He was playing a team that kind of gave up in the second quarter. Like, once the once their will was taken away, man, I saw some of those throws where it's wide the fuck open. And if you can't hit those in the NFL, then you really shouldn't be in the NFL. But he's no. looking off coverage. I mean, it's not like Minka Fitzpatrick would stop and stop playing. You know, it, you know that's a, that's a, it's almost like no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson. I, I think he has progressed. I definitely saw way more than I did last year. Uh, I think he will have a good year this year. But I just want to see him for a couple more games, man. You know what I'm saying? I think he will be good this year. I just don't think that game on Sunday gave us a good, accurate representation of both the the, the Ravens and the fucking Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? The I Ravens think we got an accurate representation of the Dolphins. I think, you know, this is the tip of the iceberg of what you're going to see with Baltimore, where there's one game where you can just see Mark Ingram, you know, tuck the ball and run it 25 times. You might see Lamar Jackson run it. You know, but they made an effort to air the ball out, and he got everybody involved. It wasn't just Hollywood Brown. It was the tight ends. It was the other wide receivers. There was another uh, rookie on there as well, too. Hollywood so, Brown looks uncoverable, I'm, dude. Uh, and the crazy thing is unguardable. he did it on 12 snaps. Yeah, he, he didn't looked, even play a full game. Yeah, he looked unguardable, man. So. He looked unguardable. All right, uh, my second storyline of the uh, of the last week was the Browns-Titans game and the fucking hype train. <laughs> I know that's one of your storylines as well, so yep. I'll turn the floor over to you, sir, to get the uh, your insight into the fucking hype train. Yeah, uh, the hype train. Uh, as I've been saying 
for, I don't know, maybe five episodes now that I could totally see Tennessee walking into Cleveland, kicking, you know, kicking the Browns in the mouth and walking out of there with the win. And that is exactly what happened. The Browns were undisciplined. Uh, They they coughed up, like, I think 18 penalties for, Jesus Christ, I think it was almost like 80 yards. Uh, A guy got ejected from the game. Uh, Baker Mayfield, at the end of the game, when it was just out of hand, they were down by 30, was just doing, like, YOLO throws. I don't care. Get Mm -hmm. me the hell out of here. Jay Cutler style and threw three interceptions. Odell Beckham Jr. was really nowhere to be found, uh, short of, you know, if you looked at the reflection coming off of his watch. (laughs) uh, They just, they weren't there. And everybody saw... The, the one chink in the armor, which was their offensive line. Yep. Like, they're really yep. missing Zeitler right now mm-hmm. because the guy that got ejected from the game. So stupid. Well, stupid. one, a week ago, he was cut by the Browns. Mm-hmm. He sat there on free agency for a day, and they signed him back so they didn't have to pay the man that much. So, if that's the, it, like, that's your left tackle or your left guard and nobody wants to claim this guy, that is clearly a problem on this offensive line. This team is really not going to go anywhere if they can't protect Baker Bayfield and establish some running holes for Nick Chubb to go through. You're spot on right, man. They had 18 penalties for 182 yards. It's insane. That is insane. You're killing yourself at that point. And on top of that, the fucking INTs that Baker threw, the interceptions, the yeah. last one being a pick six, just a bad day all the, all the way around. Expectations were sky high for this team. And the, the performance was super fucking low, man. They got booed off the field at halftime. No shit. You believe that shit? It's fucking unreal. And now Baker himself looked skittish, uh, inaccurate, and he had no confidence in his throws. And that's the first time that I've seen Baker Mayfield since he got on the grand national stage where he didn't have confidence. And that's something I think that is massive for this kid because obviously he needs the world against me bullshit and the confidence to fucking right. play well. You know what I'm saying? The post-game yeah, he's a douche. Pressure. He's a fucking douche. But real quick, just for the Browns, I mean, the, I know this is, I guess you could call it overreaction Monday, but if you look at the Baltimore Ravens schedule, they have, not the Baltimore Ravens, the Browns, they have the Jets this week on Monday night, they got the Rams, Baltimore, San Francisco, Seattle, bye week, New England, and Denver. Like, they could really, if things don't click, they could go one and eight, and it's it's really not that far beyond the realm of possibility, especially if it's going to be open season on uh, on Baker Mayfield. This is a, f- a photo I saw on Twitter uh, of the offensive line trying to do pass protect. Tennessee rushed four guys. Only one lineman picked up one guy. It was open season yeah. with those three guys. Unless they do a blockbuster trade, you know, a la Billow the Clown style for Laramie Tunsil and get Trent Williams. I don't really see how they're going to fix this right now. Mm-hmm. Spot on, bro. I think uh, I think we've said what we had to say. But let's also give some love to the Titans, man. Those guys. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We got breaking news. Awesome. Oh, um, so from Ben Scheigel, uh, breaking. Patriots wide receiver Antonio Brown accused of three separate incidents of sexual assault and rape, according to a federal lawsuit filed on Tuesday. Oh, well, isn't that just fucking wonderful? Yep. So that's uh, that's breaking, uh, breaking news uh, that you're hearing right here. Uh, does not look like this is a, a good look for Antonio Brown. Uh, we get more information. We'll, we'll we'll put that in the podcast. But does not look good if he's facing indictments. He's he's getting cut tomorrow, bro. No shit. He's no getting shit. cut tomorrow. If that's the case. He's getting that's cut tomorrow. The case, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know that's, scour Twitter while we go over the next topic. But let's fucking um, let's fucking move that's on. Unbelievable. Let's fucking move on from Antonio Brown. Let's fucking cut his ass, man. But no, uh, I think I wanted to give some just to wrap up that Brown Science game. I think uh, we got to give some love to the Titans, man. Um, those guys are gritty. They play hard. And let's not forget, last year, they destroyed both the Cowboys and the Patriots. Um, so, truthfully, man, the fact that they went in and actually beat the Browns wasn't wasn't surprising. So, Titans, man, keep an eye on them. They could be a dark horse out of the AFC South. Um, but uh, I, I, I wasn't shocked he lost to the fucking Titans, man. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, that's insane. Uh my topic number three from last week. Do you have anything else you want to get to in that? No, or? no, no, no. Okay. So topic number three from last week for me was uh, the big story that stood out to me was just the Cowboys and how good they looked, man. The Cowboys-Giants game, I watched it. Um, and the Cowboys looked like a Super Bowl team, man. They looked absolutely in sync, in tune on the offensive end. 
Um, I really like uh, Kellen Moore and what he's doing where I believe about 45% of the passes were off of play action. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I believe last year was Scott Linehan was doing about 27%. So, and a lot of it was on first down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So really kind of, you know, having the defense buy into Zeke running. And, you know, Dak Prescott, man, he, he got his contract. I mean, he went out there, he threw four touchdowns, 405 yards, 97% QBR. Like, there's absolutely no way they, they can't fucking give him that contract right. after him balling out like that. And he got everybody involved. I mean, old man Witten on, again, play action in the red zone, and he got a touchdown. Gallup lit it up for like 158 yards. Cooper yeah. went off. And, and truthfully, man, like, the, the I saw a lot of progression in Dak because, um, and, I'll, and I'll give you an example. I was watching the game with a, good, a couple of good friends of mine, Nick and Nicole, um, and Dak Prescott made a throw, and Nicole said, wow, that was a silky smooth throw, right? Yep. And the way that, like, she, she said it, it just made complete sense when I watched it again. It was, like, perfect. Uh, it was right in the bucket. Um, you know, good arch in the fucking throw. The wide receiver have to extend himself. Super easy, catchable balls is what Dak Prescott has been thrown uh, in the last uh, in the last game. So, I think I think he was great. I think Zeke was uh, uh, serviceable, not the best. Fifty three yards. He's still getting back yeah, into game shape. Back in. We all yeah, know he I, wasn't in shape yep, yep. down in Cabo. But on the Giants side, man, they're they're not a good team. Um, I don't know really what they're doing. I don't know why. They threw Daniel Jones out there in the last minute. Um, Just get some reps. It's I, I think it's imperative to point out that these the coaching staff really wants to throw DJ out there to play. But I don't know what's holding them back. I really don't. Right. You know what this loss to I would I would put more of the Giants getting lit up on the defense and less on Eli Banning. I think he threw for what, like three hundred yards and change and a, a touchdown. So it, it wasn't like that loss was clear on his shoulders. Pat Sherman definitely wanted, you know, uh, DJ, my real life football ride or die, to uh, to get you know some live in game action during the regular season. I mean, he he looked good. He had a couple of checkdown throws. Uh, he had a nice throw off the sideline, and then he he showed off his athleticism a little bit. He ran for he ran the ball. He got the first down, but he bumped into his own player and he lost the uh, lost the football. And you know that was the, that's what sealed the game. Even though it was already done by the third quarter. But that sealed the uh, the Daniel Jones show. So it's good. I'm definitely buying this uh, this offense with Kellen Moore. I mean, that, that definitely needed a change. It's going to be interesting to see what this looks like once Zeke is full go. I mean, yeah. you, you would see, I would expect his workload to increase this week. Yeah. And then by week three, he should be full go, probably 25 touches. And, you know, there you go. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, that, those are my three storylines. What was your last uh, storyline? My last one, kind of off the reservation. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen this many in a long time. But the amount of ejections in week one was just utterly insane. I mean, you look at Miles Jack in the... Uh, he the, lost his cool, bro. The Chiefs, oh, my God. Yeah, the Chiefs-Jaguars uh, game. He punches a Chiefs player, which... For the life of me, I don't understand. Yeah. You're going to punch a guy with a hard shell, almost Kevlar helmet with metal bars protecting their face. And your hand is, as far as I know, made of bone. So one swing and you break that thing. You kind of need your hands to do your job, which he punches this guy. It literally took so long for Miles Jack to be taken off the field that on that same play, Patrick Mahomes sprained his ankle. They had enough time to take him off the side, yep. off the field, on the sideline, take his shoe off, tape him up, and put him back in the game. And mm-hmm. Miles Jack was still being held back by teammates uh, and you know a couple of referees from going after other players and other referees. I think at one point they grabbed him by his face mask and literally dragged him off the field. The other one, Quan Alexander, tossed for lowering his head while popping uh, Jameis Winston. That was a bad hit. Uh, for when he was sliding after he got the first down. Like, you're the big free agent signing. Your defense hasn't done shit. You played, what, a quarter, and you fucking, you know, get tossed out of a game. That's unacceptable. And like I said, the, the left tackle for the Browns. Like, he just went full Albert Hainsworth style and kicked some guy in the face. Like, what? your team needs you on the field, and you're coming up with ways to just get off of there and just completely, you know, torch any field position that your guys have. It's just, yeah. it's just unacceptable. Yeah. You're not going to win games like that. Yeah, man, I get that. I get that. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, that wraps up our um, look back to the week that was, uh, week one in the NFL. Let's move on to game picks for week two. 
Um, starting out, uh, the first game we're going to pick is the Tampa Bay versus Carolina game. Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday night football, man. And I watched uh, Tampa Bay, and um, they're just a bad football team, man. That was Both a that was a duh. That was a tough game to watch. The Tampa Bay versus 49ers game was, was tough to watch. Um, but uh, I think it's time that we moved on from Jameis Winston. Uh, I think uh, I know I don't want to be you know overreacting on a Monday here as well, but I think I've seen enough from that kid, man. He doesn't right, look he's like he's progressing. Job, he's just not so, making progressions. So it's very obvious I'm going to pick the, the, the Panthers' win here. But there's a couple of things that were concerning to me in regards to the performance um, by the by the Panthers last week. Uh, the one good thing that I do want to point out front is that Cam, Cam Newton did look like he can drive the ball. Um, looks like he had quite a bit of zip on his uh, on his throws. It, it was a pr- promising performance, is what I'm going to say. But there was the fact that he didn't run much at all. And, and I know maybe he's um, trying to probably stay in the pocket and be more healthy, but he did still need to run a little bit to have defenses fear that. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be full on Peyton Manning back there. The one thing that's going to be a key to the game for the Tampa versus Carolina game, you got to feed Christian McCaffrey, man. The kid had 200 yards from scrimmage last week and two touchdowns. He's like Carolina Zeke. I think at this point uh, in Cam's career, it's probably going to be more McCaffrey running that team, being the MVP going right. forward. Um, overall, Carolina looked rusty, but I think they'll knock off the rust right. and probably I mean, crush Tampa Bay. Bad game yeah, sides. yeah, and it's going to be 35-17 Carolina winning the game. Gotcha. I mean, just to piggyback uh, – I think Christian McCaffrey runs CMC. He could have a day on Thursday. I mean, the Tampa Bay defense, it, it's not scaring anybody. Uh, I mean, they gave up. Uh, I, I expect him to build on his performance of two touchdowns and like 128 rushing yards. Uh, DJ Moore, uh, promising talent at wide receiver. Uh, two costly fumbles that kill drives. Uh, he's going to need to have to hold on to the ball. Uh, Curtis Samuel, another promising wide receiver uh, for fantasy purposes, might have a little flex appeal. Uh, especially against this uh, suspect defense. The Tampa Bay side, Jameis, for the love of God, you know, you just need to make better decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he literally threw it at the defender a few times. Yeah. The guy just dropped Did the you ball. see that meme I sent you? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, Ronald Jones, uh, the running back, can he build on this performance uh, to take some heat off of Jameis in this offensive line? Uh, he got like 13 rushes for 75 yards. Vegas over-under sets this game at 50. Give me Carolina and give me the under. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Arizona versus Baltimore in the next game. The uh, the hype train is getting a little bit out there for both LJ and Kyler Murray. And let's start with Arizona, man. They on on Sunday, for the most part, against the Lions, both Kyler and Cliff look lost for about three quarters. Both so of them look like vanilla, you know. Exactly pre-season. right. But eventually, they picked up steam in the fourth quarter and scored 18 straight points. Um, but I still chalked that up to was it good cards or bad lines? I don't know that just yet. It's a little too early for all that. Lamar Jackson and Ravens, they were the shocker of the early games on Sunday, man. I was absolutely stunned what I saw out of LJ, man. He became the first quarterback with five or more touchdowns in a season opener since Peyton Manning in 2013. That's some great company company to keep, man. But just with Kyler and how he came on strong and with LJ and how people are kind of losing their mind, let's let's cool it a little bit on them and see what they are when they play a really good team. Let's see him a couple more weeks. Let's put them let's see him put together three, four different fucking um, runs like that. And then obviously obviously I'll be more than happy to fucking anoint them. Um, but for Baltimore, the expectations went through the roof on Sunday with how they performed. So with that being said, I'm gonna take Baltimore twenty eight, Arizona twenty four. All right. Uh, so my take would be Arizona side. You talked about it. Uh, Dancing Cliff and Kyler. The first three quarters, it looked like the vanilla offense we saw in preseason. The fourth quarter, they kind of came alive. Granted, the Lions defense looked like they kind of mailed it in, and I have no faith in Matt Patricia, but that's neither yep. here nor there. Um, I think if, if they're going to win, if they're going to do anything, they really need to get David Johnson more involved. Sure. I mean, especially in the passing game. Uh, he had 18 rushes for 82 yards, six receptions reception for 55 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that's really, I think, that, you know, a puncher's chance right there. Get Christian Kirk a little bit more involved, too. Uh, the Baltimore side, with the Arizona secondary, without Patrick Peterson, I expect Baltimore to air the ball out a little bit more like they did in Miami, um, especially at the tight end position. Arizona gave up. You know, I think fucking almost 130-plus yards to T.J. Hawkinson. And Hawkinson had a day. Uh, so you can see that with Mark Andrews for Baltimore. Him and Lamar have a great connection. Uh, Earl Thomas, uh, he looked like the Earl of old last week. So I want to see if he can kind of build on this and see if this defense can contain what we saw. And I'm calling the baby air raid offense. It didn't really scare me. 
uh, probably drop someone in spy and keep uh, Kyler Murray honest. Uh, let's see, Vegas has the over-under at 46.5. Give me Baltimore, give me the over. Fun fact, Baltimore is also, at the moment, on Tuesday, 13.5 point favorites. So Yikes. Nobody's really seeing this game as being competitive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, moving on to the next game, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. Um, dude, I'm all in on, on Deshaun Watson, dude. I have brought in, I have bought in. Um, you, I think you know this about me. I don't prematurely coronate quarterbacks in the NFL. After the time and after the third season for Deshaun? This is, fourth, yeah, third year. I'm ready to buy in, man. The dude is absolutely unreal. After last night's Monday Night Football game, I'm even more on the fucking bandwagon for Deshaun Watson. Um, and last night's performance uh, only made me believe more they'll win the AFC South. Sure, they didn't win the game last night against the Saints, but they went in and they fucking put up a really good fight. The one concern I do have is um, Deshaun Watson got hit for on 45% of his drawbacks last night. No shit. That's Andrew Luck part two, bro. No shit. You know what I'm saying? He was the most sacked quarterback mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and they dumped draft picks, and the offense is still bad. Yep, yep. I mean, the, the fucking... Uh, the uh, The... It's there for the Texans. I mean, with the amount of weapons they have, especially fucking uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's a fucking demigod out there, mm-hmm. bro. He's fucking unreal. The one issue I did have was J.J. Watt was never found, man. He was absolutely right. nowhere to be found. He was really found. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, so, yeah, with, with J.J. Watt, um, I'm going to let this fucking thing go. <laughs> That's fine. Hope nobody's dying out there. Um. But J.J. Ball was nowhere, nowhere to be found, man. Um, in regards to the Jacksonville Jaguar side, dude, tough loss for those guys, man. Nick Foles being almost out, uh, going on IR might be out for the whole year, correct, if I understand correctly? Uh, he could come back by week eight. Yeah, I think he's going to be on short-term IR. Yeah. See how fast he is. So, Minshaw did play well in, in the absence of Foles, but it's going to be hard to imagine they'll be in the AFC South race at all with the backup. And with this being an AFC divisional game, it's really important. So I'm still going to take Houston winning this. Uh, Houston 17, Jacksonville 10. Um, a little bit lower scoring than we expected. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars defense actually has a good outing for once um, because those guys look like trash on fucking on Sunday, man. Right. Like I, I've lost all faith in Jalen Ramsey, who he used to be two years ago. He's not that guy anymore. I haven't seen it in a while. Dude, Tyreek Hill was lighting him the fuck up, and it, he got lucky that Tyreek got fucking hurt, bro. Right. On top of that, Sammy Watkins was lighting him up as well. Hmm. So. Yeah. Eh, well, Jacksonville side, just to kind of you know piggyback on that, I mean, I think – they can go. They'll be okay with Gardner Minshew. I mean, you know, he had a bad senior bowl coming out of college, but uh, his head coach up in, I believe it was Washington State, uh, Mike Leach, he vouched for him. Uh, Jacksonville picked him up. He was serviceable. I mean, he went 22 for 25, 275 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And it seemed like members of the team were coming out and rallying around him. So it would be interesting to see if they can really build upon the rookie performance. The defense, they re- like the talent's still there. They really just need to fucking mature and grow up and realize that we can't just lose our cool mm-hmm. or the most minute things. This defensive line is going to need Miles Jack. Jalen Ramsey can't be a moron. You need to keep it together for 60 minutes and play football. The Houston side, the old line is a fucking atrocious. It's not good. Atrocious. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he got sacked five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just insane. Uh, but I will say this, though Deshaun Watson. In his third year, he should learn by now to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker yeah. to save his life. He has that Cam Newton syndrome where he kind of wants to hold the ball for a little longer than right. he should. He's not built like Cam. I yeah. mean, look at – he did that dive for the pylon for the, the touchdown. I think it was the second score of the game. And then next thing you know, he's in, in the, the medical, medical tent like yeah. three times because he jacked his back up. Yeah. Like, you, your team needs you. Mm-hmm. You need to play a little bit smarter. Uh, the defense – uh, Crinnell and Billow the Clown, uh, they need to be smarter on some of the play calls. Like yesterday, what killed that what killed that game was them playing prevent defense when all the Saints needed was, what, seven yards to move the sticks and get in the field goal range, and you have corners at like you know, 25 yards down the field as if he's going to throw a fucking Hail Mary. Get out of here. Uh, the Vegas over-under setting this at 43.5. Give me the over. Give me Houston. Yeah. 
Especially at home too. Yeah. Moving on, Dallas versus Washington, bro. Uh, this is uh, this is gonna be an easy game for me to pick. I think Dallas is gonna win Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Uh, I think Dallas, bro. Like I said earlier, they are Super Bowl contenders. They look that fucking good. Um, I expect Z to get back into the swing of things even more and get at least 100 yards rushing. Um, I expect Dak to keep earning it out with to fucking Cooper and Gallup and Cobb. He has a good, uh, good. Uh, he has good weapons around him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry better, Jerry better pay Dak Prescott before Mahomes signs, man. You know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, with each single fucking game that Dak is going out there and lighting it up, the fucking price is going up. Just sign him now, man. Dak, I might wait. Mm-hmm. I might build on mm-hmm. these performances and be like, yep. Yep, no, yep. I'm not signing anything just yet. Uh, but I also expect Case Keenum and the Redskins offense to move the ball against the Dallas defense. Um, I do expect them to put up a fight. But at the end of the day, Dallas will win 38-24. Uh, to 24. The question I have is, will will uh, our boy AD play? You know what I'm saying? AP. Oh, uh, he's all day. play. Um, there is some. Um, he was a healthy scratch on Sunday, right, and there was guys. stuff out there saying that apparently he and uh, uh, Coach Gruden don't get along well. Right, the uh, veterans were pissed, and you know, rightfully so. Yeah, he kind of carried. But that. if you look deeper into that story, man, it's hilarious because apparently Gruden doesn't like the fact that Gruden Gruden flat out in this article was meant. To, it said that Gruden was annoyed by. Uh, AD's presence almost like anytime AD would walk into the office and try to give his input he'd be like oh my god this fucking guy again you know so there's some interesting stuff happening with that as well well you know some of the stuff I was seeing too the the veterans were were kind of miffed that Antonio uh Jesus Adrian Peterson was uh, was a healthy scratch because if you look at last year he was really the one thing on that offense that was going and I get it like you need to make special teams decisions and Adrian Peterson he's not known to catch the ball and you're never going to see him play special teams but you know, you kind of want to pay respect to the guy. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. I expect him to play, and I expect to see a lot of Chris Tops just because Washington's going to be playing from behind. But on the Dallas side, you know, like you said, I think Kellen Moore is just going to have to keep the awesome play calling coming. Uh, Dak looked great, take shot, took shots down the field. I expect more against this, you know, this secondary. that I mean, the defense is good. The secondary really doesn't scare me. I mean, Josh Norman and company got burned like twice by Deshaun Jackson on bombs down the field of more than 30 yards. Um, Case Keenum carved up the, the Philadelphia secondary, but I just don't see that repeat performance, yeah. especially, you know, Washington's at home, but I'm, I'm not taking them. Uh, Vegas sets this over under at 46. Give me the under and give me Dallas on the road. They'll be 2-0 in the division. Yeah. Uh, next up, Minnesota versus Green Bay. Um, everybody's all on the Green Bay defense. Everybody's like, oh, there's a like, great. Aaron Rodgers talking about it. we have a defense finally. I truly believe it's Turd Bisky. You know what I'm saying? I'm never, I've never been on uh, Mitchell Trubisky's bandwagon. The guy won 12 and 4 last year because they had a great team around him. But I think he, and I call him Turd Bisky for a fucking reason. Um, in regards to the Green Bay offense itself, they're going to have to kind of work through some kinks. Hopefully they, uh, there's some more continuity between uh, the coach and Aaron Rodgers. Um, they only had uh, f- 13 first downs on offense, and they still somehow won the game. Um, there's still a lot of work that's going to be done on offense, but I truly believe Green Bay is going to be able to win that game easily. Um, I also expect Minnesota to move the ball up and down uh, the field on uh, the Packers' defense, especially running the ball. Uh, Dalvin Cook seems to be back to his... Uh, um, his MVP, MVP like fucking Cook's back. <laughs> right. Cook's back. Yeah. Cook is in the kitchen. I mean, 111 yards, two touchdowns, man. The guy was absolutely unreal the other night. Um, I can, I there is a small chance, obviously, Minnesota being a division rival going into Green Bay winning this game, but it's hard to beat the Packers in Lambeau, man. So I'm gonna go with uh, 42-32 Green Bay. All right, uh, Minnesota side, just give me, give me more Dalvin Cook. He had, a, he had a day. It's more of a balanced offense with Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski calling, you know, play calling. Kirk Cousins only threw the ball ten times last week. The game really didn't call for him to throw more than that. I expect him to air it out a little bit more. I mean, this this Packers defense is good, but you know, in my opinion, you have Irv Smith at tight end, Kyle Rudolph that can also be a playmaker, and then the, the big two of Stephon Diggs if he's healthy. He kind of had a hamstring issue last week, and then uh, Adam hooked on a Thielen. I expect them to have a little bit of a day, uh, and that defense, Minnesota's defense, is still fucking savages. Yeah. They're they're still intact. The Green Bay side, will the real offense please show up? It just Rodgers looked rusty. I get it. He didn't play any of the preseason games. He there's been, you know, rumblings about the offensive play calling. Um, then some of the play calls in general, even from the head coach, were eyebrow raising. I mean, towards the end of the game, it was still a one-score game. 
and you kind of want to keep the ball, the, the clock running when you're ahead, and here's Matt LaFleur calling a, a pass play on, like, second and eight. It's incomplete and it stops the clock. So that's kind of stupid. Uh, the defense, uh, they shut down a potent, you know, Bears offense. Uh, they're going to have a bigger test with, you know, the big three and Dalvin Cook. Vegas sets this at 45. Give me the over, but give me Minnesota on the road. Nice, nice. Next up, the New Orleans Saints versus the Los Angeles Rams. The fucking revenge game. So the New Orleans offense looked decent last night. I liked what I saw out of those guys. Um, They're already in midseason form. I am worried about the New Orleans defense, though. I mean, they gave up way too many big plays. A lot of chunk plays, Exactly, right? And they gave up 180 yards to Texans. Uh, and by comparison, last year the Saints didn't allow more than 112 yards on the ground um, in all of 2018. So they're already off to a bad start in regards to that, giving up 180 yards of rushing on uh, in just week one alone. Um, so with that being said, I expect a huge day from the Todd father. Uh, fantasy owners should delight and probably start him. Um, on the Rams' side, it was great to see those guys fly across country and beat the Carolina Panthers. Great fucking win. Um, Goff wasn't too overly sharp. Um... And then on top of that, Aaron Donald had a quiet night as well. He kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, but the star of the game was linebacker Corey Littleton, uh, 14 tackles and an INT. Um, so looks like the defense came to play for for the Rams. Todd Father is going to have about 100. Uh, Todd Father, Todd Father is going to explode, in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think uh, the fact that the Saints defense gave up 180 yards last night doesn't bode well for those guys going into LA and trying to control the Todd Father. He's probably going to have. 130, 140 yards. All right. Uh, probably two touchdowns. So, All right. Um, with that being said, LA 24, New Orleans 21. Um, Rams win uh, in the Coliseum. Um, and the fucking Saints lose again to the Rams. Right, right. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're a lot more bullish than I am on Todd, but get to that in a sec. I mean, the New Orleans side, Breeze looked good. I mean, my only concern is he threw the ball 43 times last night, and he didn't have a ball that went more than 20 yards down the field until the fourth quarter. Uh, so I expect him to try to air it out a little bit more, but I would kind of like to see Sean Payton protect his guy because, uh, like I said, the last couple episodes, he did not look great the last uh, last six games of the year. So, you know, if you want to go far, you need to protect, you know, the franchise. And that right now is Drew Brees. Um, the defense, they sold out the run a lot. I could see Malcolm Brown and, and Todd Gurley having, you know, having a lot more you know, success on the ground than they did against the, the Panthers. Uh, the L.A. side, the offense as a whole just looked bad. Goff looked bad. The wide receivers looked bad. It was almost like nobody really wanted to win that game, but, like, yeah. somebody was forced to. Um, so I expect them to show up at home. Goff is going to want to show that he's worth that giant extension he just got two weeks ago. Um, I really want to see the Todd uh, the Todd father, Todd Gurley, and uh, Malcolm Brown carry splits. I mean, they were almost 50-50 last game. Uh, but Brown got the two touchdowns with the short goal to go work. Um, I think you're going to see Todd a little bit more involved uh, in the red zone. Um, Vegas over-under says this at 53.5. Give me the over and give me the Rams at home. Nice, nice. Uh, Philadelphia is Atlanta the next game. Sunday night football. Dude, Philadelphia started out rough, but they really got into their groove, man. Um, second half against the Washington Redskins. Philadelphia came out. Carson Wentz started to get more comfortable. And they're just, they're just explosive, man. There's too many weapons. D-Jack fucking looked amazing at 32 years old. Um, fucking Alshon Jeffrey looked good. Zach Ertz. They're good. They are who they are. If Carson Welt is healthy, he's going to be out there. He's going to be great. I get it. I am concerned about the Falcons, though. The fact that they went up to Minnesota and only put 12 points on the board with that fucking offense and the weapons they have on that fucking offense, uh, I, am, I was kind of surprised by that. Both the offense and the defense looked rusty as hell for yeah. the Falcons. But the worst part of that fucking team on Sunday was the offensive line play. And that is concerning because they invested quite a bit into that offensive yeah, line. First, uh, first round pick and a second round yep, pick. Yep. And to make matters worse, man, the offensive lineman, uh, Chris Lindstrom, suffered a broken foot. Yep. And he's on IR. So things are just not looking good for the Falcons. But I know it's early. Don't want to overreact two weeks in. But you got to win this fucking game at home, man. You've got to beat the Falcons. you got to beat the Eagles at home, man. If you lose and it's 0-2... I'm not going to lie to you. Dan Quinn, he could be on the hot I mean, seat a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So he's got a win, man. I'm gonna give the Atlanta the win here. I hope my boy Maddie Maddie has comes through, man. 34-25, Atlanta wins. Gotcha. All right. Well, the Philly side, you know, defense. They 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 uh, they kind of got showed up by Case Keenum, but like you said, they got their shit together. I mean, the Philly, the Philadelphia secondary. It was bad last year, and Case Keenum exposed them again this year. Uh, you know, last week. So they're gonna have to tighten that shit up a little bit. Uh, the Jackson and uh, Carson Wentz connection is fucking real. Uh, mm-hmm. I expect them to take more deep shots uh, down the field, especially in the dome. Uh, and I want to see Philadelphia establish the run. I mean, granted, game script and game flow kind of got out of hand in the beginning part of the game, but I want to see Miles Sanders get a little bit more run. I want to see Jordan Howard get more run. I mean, Jordan Howard kind of only had, I think he only had like, what, 10 carries? It was less mm-hmm. It was less than like 15, and he really didn't do a whole lot with them. Uh, the Atlanta side, they were bad last week. I'm going to chalk that up to just being an outlier. I expect them to show up at home. Uh, like they better. Said, like you said, the offensive line, you know, that – Caleb Nagari kid, right now he's out with the heart issue. He might be back by, you know, the midpoint of the year. Uh, he missed like six weeks when he had that same procedure in college. Uh, and then Lindstrom, he, uh, was it Lindstrom? One of those cats. He, sh- uh, he fractured his foot, like you said. He's on IR. Yeah, Chris Lindstrom, yep. The, this offensive line, they're going to they're gonna have to protect the asset. I mean, they're, they're, they're in win-now mode. They're, they're not getting any younger. Matt Ryan's not getting any younger. Julio just got a giant extension. Let's let's start airing the offense out a little bit. Uh, Vegas says this, 51. Uh, give me the over, but give me Philadelphia all around. Last game of the week, Cleveland versus Jets. Two teams that need a win. Oh, big time. Cleveland, bro, week one disaster all the way around. We already talked about this. Um, by all accounts, man, they fell flat on their fucking faces, man. Um, it was so bad, like I said, the fucking fans were booing them at halftime. Dude, people were burning fucking Baker Mayfield jerseys after no after week one. <laughs> did, you, did I send you that video? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah, So penalties was one of the biggest um, issues for the Cleveland Browns, man. 18 for 182 yards. Baker was bad as well, uh, three interceptions. I don't want to be alarmist, man, but this is also a must-win for the Browns, especially for the Browns more so than the fucking uh, Falcons, because if the Browns go into this could unravel, man, with just the fucking t- with the personalities in the locker room, if they go into man, they're gonna fucking unravel here. Mm-hmm. So they better win Monday night. On regards to the Jets, man, um, I think the Jets gave away that game to the Buffalo Bills, and I think you might have a different opinion than I do, but the Jets were up 16-0. And C.J. Mosley gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, the fucking Buffalo Bills score 16 points. So, um, I think there's something there. But I'm also concerned with the Jets and how Sam Darnold looked. I was expecting a lot more. But he looked just kind of eh. You know what I'm saying? He was throwing a lot of balls like short of the fucking sticks. Like, he was kind of like almost hopping into the fucking receivers. Um, So, the only positive I saw from the Jets on Sunday was Le'Veon Bell. He looked good. Had a couple touchdowns. I think he had caught one, then he ran one in. Regardless, he looked good. Um, But like you said, man, it's a must win for both teams. I'm still going to go with with Cleveland, though. I think Cleveland's going to kind of rebound here, go into uh, Jets Stadium and kind of handle the business on Monday Night Football. Uh, 35-14 is the final score. A little bit of a blowout here. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Who do you have? Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland winning, yep. Okay. Uh, So Cleveland side, it's Odell's return to the Big Apple. Hopefully he'll leave his fucking hundred thirty-five thousand dollar watch at the house. Yeah. Um, Baker, he, he needs to get right in the worst way. Um, I think just those interceptions were just, you know, victims of I'm over this game. This we're down by thirty. Fuck it, let's just get this over with and get out of town. Um, the offensive line, like I can't say it enough. Like they, they, they had their hands full with Tennessee, and they might have their hands full with with the Jets, even if C.J. Mosley and Quentin Williams miss with injuries. Uh, Mosley had a groin issue, and I think uh, Quentin had something with his foot. I think it might have been an ankle. He was in a walking boot. They're not too sure if he's going to play. Uh, the defense just looked bland. I mean, they got playmakers back there, but, I mean, they gave up, you know, three touchdowns and almost 300 yards to Marcus Mariota in the air. Like, did you, you need to shut this down, especially with the quarterback going into his second year and Sam Darnold. Uh, the Jets side, the defense needs to be involved for 60 minutes. Um, I mean, Josh Allen was really just gift-wrapping the game to you with three turnovers, one of them you brought back for a pick six. Yeah, C.J. Mosley went down, but then – Josh Allen kind of battled back, and they, they took the win. Uh, they took the win in, in uh, at home. Uh, so, 
Let's see here. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I think he needs to be a little bit more involved in the run. I want to see a little bit less of Ty Montgomery. Um, if you're paying Le'Veon Bell playmaker money, have him go out there and make a play. Like, that's that's my logic. Uh, Darnold, he just needs to air it out. Like, take shots down the field. Like, do, throw balls down the field and see if the secondary of Cleveland is going to show up and is going to make you, you know, going to make you find a different way to win. I'm not that convinced. I think Robbie Anderson can stretch the ball out. And now the, the newly acquired Demarius Thomas might throw a monkey wrench in some of the game plan for the, the Cleveland defense and might open some things up for underneath. DT looked great in the fourth preseason game, so let's see if he builds upon that. Uh, Vegas, that's the over-under 46. Give me the over, but give me the Jets at home. I think Cleveland's going to go 0-2, and every talk show and podcast and writer is going to have a fucking field day on is the sky falling in Cleveland because they got humbled real quick and I, I think there's more to come. Nice, nice. All right, well, that's our game picks. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter just to see if Antonio Brown has been released yet or not from the Patriots. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I guess the lawyer ripped out. Wow. Uh, a long statement. See, Nick, uh, I'm not even looking at the under. The, I'm looking at a tweet from Nick Underhill. Uh, these are the emails uh, Antonio Brown allegedly sent to his accuser in the rape court. Wow, um, that's yeah, that that's some that's some interesting stuff. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope to God tomorrow the Patriots cut babe with this fucking jackass. Uh, I maybe was coming around just a little bit to the idea of him being on on the Patriots squad and us just dominating. I I don't want anything to do with this fucking clown man. Hope to God they fucking cut him tomorrow and we move the fuck on, yo. Can I say this though? As much heat as Mike Mayock and John Gruden got for this whole Antonio Brown situation, all the rookies that they drafted this year, they showed up against Denver. Like, Josh Jacobs looked good. Cleveland Farrell looked good. The free agent acquisition and Tyrell Williams looked good. I think in the long run, Oakland is going to be the biggest winner out of this whole fucking situation here. So, you know, Viacandios, Antonio Brown... I, I really want to see more on what this alleged rape and sexual assault is, uh, is, is, is you know, coming about. Uh, there's more news to come, and we'll be talking about it and tweeting about it and putting everything up about it. So just be sure to follow us. And you can follow the timing us is a little interesting, though. Is it? The timing is a little interesting on this. Now, here's the real question. Do you think the Pats knew about Absolutely not. This? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And we'll see tomorrow if the past knew about this or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If they release him tomorrow and cut the cup bait and walk away, then the Pats had no idea. But pff, this guy, man, Jesus. This fucking guy. Yeah. And uh, this is like court documents, too, that I have reading material to do tonight. Yep. Um, All right, we're going to wrap up and we're going to digest this information. We're going to de- uh, delve deep into the fucking Antonio Brown saga some more. Who knows? Might be another fucking emergency podcast. Who the fuck knows anymore? And <laughs> look at that. Just fun fact. Uh, TMZ was the first one to run with this. So oh, here we if go. If you have any fucking skeletons in the closet, you better hide that shit from TMZ. Yeah. But we're going to get the hell out of here and read some more about this. You can find us Facebook, Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast. I'm on the Twitter at Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima is at Jay Chima. You can find content SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, like, download, subscribe, share it with your friends, spread the word. And if you're in the New Haven area, check out the good people at the Owl Shop. They showed us some love this weekend. You know, we got a little bit of a fan, dude, fan base dude, going on. Dude, seriously, man. We, we fucking rolled up and we walked into the Owl Shop, and this guy's like, like our fan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he so, recognized us. He was our fan and everything, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want a good cigar, good drinks, I had an awesome uh, Davidoff. The, the, the staff recommended it to me. Real nice, real smooth cigar. So, it's right on College Street. It's right next to Elm City Social. So, start the night there with a the cigar. End the night at Elm City Social. Have yourself a fucking day. And that's really, really all I got. I'm going to go home, drink some Pepto-Bismol. I can't fucking deal with the Antonio Brown shit, man. But you know what? The Pats did protect themselves with the contract. I get that, man. So. But I just don't want this shit seeping into our season, man. This looks like a fucking great team, man. I've been this excited about a Patriots team in probably a long fucking time, man. Mm-hmm. And this jackass is going to fucking take us down, bro. I don't think he's going to take it down. Oh, my God. I fucking I don't oh, think so. I hate this guy so much. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray. But listen, dear God, I don't speak too much. But still, need you help tonight. Did you somehow cut cut fucking Antonio Brown from the Patriots? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> That's going to be interesting. But I forgot to do this on the last episode. Uh, but, Freddie, this one's for you, especially because... Freddie, how you doing, bro? I came back from the dead in fantasy football. Freddie, a.k.a. Hercules24, a.k.a. Vince's Fire. That's good, man. Hopefully he feels better. I know he's going through his uh, concussion yeah, thing. seems like he's doing good. Yeah. Seems like he's, uh, he's on we'll the We'll have to check in. Uh, your boy, um, Bobby B and Mike Beard giving you hell this week on Twitter. I fucking laugh so hard at that shit. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, you really can't give me a hard time when I already know this is a lost season. Yeah. So, okay. I'll just smile, wave, and type next. All right, people. Uh, another wonderful podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye, Acondios.